Hello, comic book readers, and welcome to a new episode of Off the Rack. I am Sal. And I'm Tiffany. This is the comic book review show where we take books in the past week, recap and review them, tell you what we thought about them, and then recommend comics that are coming out this week that we think that you should check out. And there are quite a few of them today. I'm very excited about it. This is, of course, a live comic show with reviews, recommendations, and news. We talk about some of the hot uh, headlines that are coming out of the comic book sphere of influence. Uh, I should say that there is a big topic that everybody is going to want us to talk about, but we're not going to cover that right now. I want to, I want to kind of save that. I feel like it's going to dominate the whole conversation. If we do indulge, obviously there will be a super chat or two. That's going to ask about it. We'll give very terse short opinions about it, but I don't want to get into it too deeply because I really feel like it's a huge deal. And I, I think it's something that needs to be discussed, not the act of what's happening, but rather the, uh, the, the motivation behind it. I think Tiffany's going to have some really interesting insights in it as well. And I really want to just give that an opportunity to breathe and talk about it. Plus, I'm waiting for the book to come out specifically so that we can really judge it based on what it is and, and all of that. So, uh, you know, keep keep that in the back of your mind. Don't worry, Comic Pop will discuss this issue. Trust me, I was going to talk about it in a whole full-on video with, like, editing and everything. But uh, I thought, nah, you know what? Like, maybe that's an off-the-rack kind of conversation. So we'll see. Well, we really, you never know. Um, it's hard enough to get everybody to sit down and do one episode anyway, so we'll see. But uh, I promise there will be discussion about that. Instead, uh, there is a uh, an article out uh, from CBR written by um, one Greg Katzman that I, uh, I found to be rather uh, inspiring, you might say. Uh, and it was about uh, comic books and the culture surrounding them and about uh, how we react to some of these things. Uh, it actually is a little bit of like a kind of it's connected in a way to the to the overall discussion about um you know about spider-man and whatnot mm -hmm. but uh you know it, it, the, the the title or headline is comics uh should unite fans not divide them um this is obviously tilting at windmills a little bit and you know that's okay that's what we do as comic book fans as comic book readers we uh you know we we believe in the big stuff and hope that they will uh you know inspire us to succeed in our in our mundane or more mundane lives but uh uh, Greg touched on a couple of points that I'm uh, I've just I really appreciated and uh, I've I've certainly echoed uh, it maybe not directly but certainly indirectly on these kind of shows um, but talking about how uh, you know comics are uh, they 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 are a uh, an exaggeration of uh, of of humans uh -huh. in our morality but for whatever reason um, you know when it comes to characters particularly Superman and Spider Man they inspire these kind of like really heated debates and uh it, it and it very quickly crosses a line from debate into just yelling at each other mm -hmm. and uh that there are there there are more often than not you know straight up hate speech is being used and thrown around as though superman or spider-man would ever agree with those uh kind of sentiments mm. and uh, and how it's really important to kind of just like remember that human beings are reading these books and right. that human beings are writing these books, drawing these books mm -hmm. and to treat them with respect uh, at the very least, the basic human respect, if not the respect they've earned from a, a long career or even a short career, but right. just a career in comics in general. Uh, and, uh, and, and it's just kind of like a little cautionary, not, not a cautionary tale, but more like a, it's just a, just a kind of like almost a bucket of water in on the face a little bit to be like, Hey, we're, we're recognizing this is happening right and obviously uh i think it's reflective of the larger culture at large i think it's like i think that everything every aspect of everything culture uh, pop or otherwise uh, is, is tribalized and uh and extreme and uh extremed or pushed to the furthest extremes 
So it's not a, you know, I'm not a Marvel fan. I'm an X-Men fan. I'm not a, you know, I'm not a, I'm not a comic book fan. I'm a manga fan. You know, every time there's a comics, Western comics, manga debate or discussion, it's manga's winning. Winning what? What do they win? Is there a trophy at the end? Do you get a trophy when you win your argument? Like, no, it's, it's just, it's just opinions and, and, and entertainment at the end of the day, Mm -hmm. you know? And it's just remember to be excellent to each other. (laughs) Thank you. That, I mean, listen, it was echoed in 1986, <laughs> uh, and, and it couldn't be more uh, relevant then than it is today. Yeah. I think, I don't remember what year Bill and Ted I, came out. I, I want to say it was like, I want to say it was like after Back to the Future. So 86, 88, 88 sounds right. Okay. Anyway, I'll take a look. But yeah, uh, <laughs> you do that. Yeah. What do you think, Tiffany? I think I need to, oh God, that was driving me nuts. Mm. Sorry. What do I think about about the the, the situation here that we're you the, know. the the current like just the like, you, <laughs> I mean it's a big it, it's a it's kind of like a tarp over the conversation it's not really yeah. uh it, a blanket statement if you will it's not exactly honing in on any particular point it's more like hey everybody mm-hmm. don't forget that everyone who's engaged in these things is human and let's be cool yeah no I you know like I I really am like like you said like the thing like the, like you're an x-men fan and a marvel fan that one i i, I do you can just be a fan of that absolutely okay mm-hmm. it, it just it comes down to like the the way in which like it becomes less about the property and more uh like a, a feeling of a personal attack like identity yeah like it's it, it becomes an identity and i think there are some things that can be part of your identity for for sure you know mm-hmm. i'm not going to tell you what can and can't be but i think there's just so much of that going around that uh it, it's hard for people to separate at times when the, something else is being critiqued versus yeah. someone's critiquing you absolutely yeah. Well, a lot of people, I think, internalize that because they find um, and I think that that's it's no fault to theirs at this point. I think culture has morphed to a point where we don't look too deeply within ourselves enough to find what really makes us who we are and what makes us tick. We are made of a collection of Tetris blocks that are that have labels and logos on them. Like I'm I am a Pepsi guy. I am a Marvel fan. I love the the DCEU. You know, these are, and then you just stack them all up and you'll get a human shaped uh, creature out of it. Like none of that is true. It's just like, there's something about those bricks that identifies with something fundamental about myself and break those bricks and find the gem inside to like, go. that's what, that that's what I am. That's Mm -hmm. who I am. Um, And it's okay. Like I, we, we had a, an event just uh, this past Saturday at the uh, Kubert school in which one gentleman uh, expressed uh, just really well articulated the idea behind like icon and rocket from milestone and how, uh, you know, icon is uh, certainly within uh, any particular period's definition of a conservative, whereas rocket isn't. Mm -hmm. And yet they still managed to find common ground. That's something that's just unheard of in today's American culture at this point. Uh, So it's like seemingly a a a fantasy, but uh, you did it with, Though, like, we were able to do it before, we should be able to do it now, and and uh, you know we can find common ground and common like similarities because we're human beings who have mm-hmm. who, who all love pizza and you know uh, breathe don't. and don't. But you know what I mean? Like, but it's like there are a few things that make us like you know all the same. 
Yes. But uh, yeah, I don't know. It's not really a discussion, but uh, it was more just kind of like a sentiment that I was like, this is something that should be shared as well. Mm -hmm. Uh, So, you know, and good luck to Greg on his new endeavors as he leaves CBR and goes on to better and bigger things. Um, Certainly, you know, I'll still be at CBR for the foreseeable future unless they decide they don't want my uh, editorials anymore. Or if I decide to write one once in a while. Which has been yeah, a few months really now. That's not them. No, 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 no. It's not them. Don't, don't, don't get me wrong. It was all me. But when I write one, yeah, we'll see if they accept it. So uh, this show, of course, is sponsored by viewers like you. If you're watching the show, uh, leave a super chat, and we will read it here on the show. It'll be part of the show forever. <gasps> um, but yeah, let's talk about some comics while we uh, rack those up. And happy birthday to Ethan Richmond in the chat. Indeed, happy birthday to you. <laughs> uh, She-Hulk number thirteen from Rainbow Rowell and Joe Quinones came out. Um, this was uh, this was fun. Uh, Hellcat's on the cover. It's a lie. Patsy Walker's in the book, but she doesn't Hellcat out. But that's okay because by this point, you should know that. <laughs> like you should know what this book yeah. is, and uh, it is all about like what what I predicted is coming true. It's not really prediction. It's more like the writer was just telegraphing what's happening. Mm-hmm. You know, She Hulk as uh, you know a a um, now that she has what she wanted from now that she has a relationship that she was pursuing from uh, Jack of Hearts. They, she finds that like he has changed and you know he can't be physical with her and or at least isn't whatever okay. it's very flimsy his explanations for why he isn't but uh but you know what those are his decisions that's right. kind of like what this book is about right, right right uh so she is embroiled in this kind of like tete-a-tete with this new uh incoming villain who is also like interested in her and uh he makes himself known to her during one of her luncheons with Patsy Walker. And uh, he's like, look, I'm going to call a ceasefire. Like, I think you're awesome. And we have a, we don't have a lot of, like he clearly went through some kind of loss. That's, that's my interpretation of the book, but he's like, we don't have a lot of time and I want to, I, you know, I want to go out with you. Like, I think you're cool. And she's like, Oh, so, you know, what's going to happen. And then she goes uh, home to Jack of hearts and Jack of hearts is like, yeah. And I was, uh, I was radioactive all day. You know, it's, He's not bringing much to the table, or, right? You know, but she still he's like, I made a commitment and I'm with this guy. So it's interesting to see like the dynamics of relationships and desire and sexuality. And that's what this book is all about. And so uh, if you like that kind of thing, great. If you were hoping she was going to punch anything, you know, sorry, that ain't can, the book. Can I, can I like, well, actually you, but not really, please. No, I'm not really. I'm really not trying to. Uh-huh. I just, I just want to know. I think you said Joe Quinones was the artist. Oh, he's doing the covers. It's, I'm I think sorry. It's yeah, it no, that's Ginalay. Jim Bartello who's doing the covers. Oh, geez. What the hell is Joe Quinones doing? I don't know, man. Man, you know what? This art, this website sucks. Whatever. <laughs> and they have a great like app, and it's like there's no competition for it. Whatever. Anyway, sorry. Don't worry about it. I should be. No, no, no. I know, but I want uh, we we need to be more accurate than we uh, normally are because I use the credits page. That's right. That's, but that's right. why you'll see me frantically trying to look for it. Uh huh. But I also don't have never, access to that because I tend to like try to be prepared and then I will completely forget to reset after I've read. Right. So like I have none of my credits pages up, and I'm like, it's uh <laughs> okay. Who <laughs> <laughs> indeed? Because I'm pretty good at at, at at vamping, as you can tell. Oh, by clearly. My little display right there. Well, you're welcome, everyone. Uh, Mark Wade and Dan Moore wrote. Uh, wrote and drew uh batman superman world's finest which uh continues to be by that same creative team so i didn't get that one wrong and i will tell you that uh this book is great and it's fun and it's clearly just an exploration of these characters that you don't normally get to see this is what like brave and the bold i think wants to be or will eventually become um you know it's like 
you know, it's Batman. It's the DC universe by way of Batman and Superman. Right, right, right. You know, so like if you wanted to see Batman wearing new armor made entirely of the Metal Men team, you will get get that in this book. You know, we get Amazo robots, we get uh, Doom Patrols, we get Metamorphos, like we get Superman, Robin, Supergirl. This is essentially this could be a Justice League book at this point okay. uh, or a DC universe at large book. What else are you going to call it? Normally you'd call it Brave and the Bold. Today we're going to call it World's Finest. Um, but it's also all rendered through Dan Moore's incredible art, right, right, which right. all keeps him from doing any great independent work. But whatever, he's great. So we're all happy to see what he's doing wherever he's doing it. May he get a Ninja Turtles book someday. But uh, yeah, this is a good, uh, good looking, good feeling, good character run. Uh, it's also, of course, set in the past. So if you're mm. like not, if you're not keen on the dawn of DC, right? Which who isn't? I, I understand. Like you know, what what even is it? Right. To has, make you... It hasn't been going on long enough to. Yeah, the only th- well, there's been a few events actually since <laughs> since it launched. That... Oh really? Yeah, there was a. Uh... Uh, Lazarus Planet, and then uh, yeah. Nightmares is launching. I guess it's just because the rollout for some of the books has been—they've been taking their time with it, which I'm—they have. It's which is fine. No, like, I agree. Didn't, like hard break on anything. I keep forgetting that 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 has been rolling out because it just seems like the past few weeks there have been more titles absolutely. that have been Dawn of DC moniker. Yes. Um. So yeah, my my apologies, you're, but you're absolutely right. It just yeah, good it feels like you know it's just been like very recent, but right. But it is not. Yeah. So a <laughs> uh, good book. I recommend it. Fantastic art. Great writing. Uh, overall, this is the DC book you should be reading. If you love DC, then you should be reading uh, all of Batman Superman World's Finest. That's fair. I think, I think that's absolutely true. Thank you. From what you've said. Yes. <laughs> Are you waiting for me to say something? Mm-hmm. Oh, is it my turn? Why not? Oh, crap. Hi, everybody. It's my turn to talk about a book. Yeah. Now what? Well, I've been talking so long, you know, I figured. I know. I, I just like listening to you. Oh, well, thank you. I like listening to you, too. That's why I'm letting, <laughs> letting you go. Uh, let's just really briefly. I You would think I was going to go one way, but I'm going to go. I'm going to split up like my ex, my two X titles Good. this week. Cause why not? Because I because there's I, always like a million X-Men books now. No, there isn't. Not, so <laughs> not today. Not but today. There's only, uh, only two I'm going to be talking only two. about. Uh, huh? X-Force number 40 came out. Number oh, 40. 40 issues of X-Force. 40 issues written by Ben Percy. This time with art by Paul Davidson and Robert Gill. Mm. Um, I think um, one of them only does the art for like the first four pages. <laughs> now, is that for any stylistic reason or because they couldn't get the book out on time? Um, I actually, I don't know. I don't. I don't have. I don't have a reason, and I don't want to hype. I don't want to um, guess Speculate. because I don't really know. Mm-hmm. It doesn't really matter. You know what I mean? It's not like it's like a problem. Okay. You know, it, it's it's fine. Um, but um, so remember how like Kid Omega came back from yes. the like the future? Yeah. <laughs> and was like getting the yeah. No, not that future. Oh, okay. The future. He didn't have a tattoo. He did not have a tattoo. I mean, maybe, maybe he has one we couldn't see. I can't. I, right, but not over we're his We're not eye. seeing everything. Um, but, you know, he's like, you know, get the hell in the time vortex. We got to go. We got to right. stop the problem. You got to come back with me. It's that, but not really. Um, and the problem is Beast. Which I was like, of course fair, it is. Fair. Yeah. No, no, to be fair, yes. Yeah. Where's that event? Beast Wars. I'm sure it's coming. Got it. I bet it isn't. I bet it's just going to be in Wolverine. I, well, it could be Wolverine and X-Force. Yeah. You know? Well, that's that what this be, is. And that would be enough. That's I, just I the Benjamin Percy Wars. That's fine. It's fine with me. And Ghost Rider could show up too. Um, <laughs> and he will. <laughs> but, um, you know, th- this issue, we go to the future and it does a couple of really interesting things. And then it's simultaneous. This is not a bad issue at all. Okay. All right. But what it does do is, is sort of maybe go, wait, did you... Okay. 
there's a little bit of this, and I think it's just because it's fresh in my mind, and really they're not similar at all. But mm-hmm. like we go to the like to this future, and we're gonna like hop around through different times. And we have to deal with a problem, and the problem is Beast, and like in the future, Beast has mutated himself into becoming these other like crazy monstrous things, and yes. we got to kill like the the King Beast essentially, right? <laughs> and it kind of feels a little sense of sinister. Oh no! Right? But, like you wouldn't not, let me play with you, but not really. You know, like I don't want to say that right, because but it's I like, don't. Like, even I, if it if it's not like jealousy but well, just like i don't think it's anything no, like no, no. that i think it's just it's like my, just my brain's making like connections that probably really aren't there but okay. i just wanted to address that that there was a little bit like uh, there was a moment from where i was like okay uh, okay all right yeah it maybe just, beast got the idea he was like i'm gonna put myself <clears throat> in everybody now well it's not no it's not even like that thankfully it is thankfully not like that it's just you know it is a listen what happens to mutants in the future it's never good right <laughs> no it, it is rarely, it is rarely good. a good time in the future we always have Agreed. to come back from there and fix something right, right right so in this future it is war-torn it is apocalyptic homo sapien is gone they've been eradicated mm, okay um that's that was beast like number like number one on the list get out of here kill number, all humans number two on the list anyone who has a problem with number one or me is dead you gotta go too right you know so like there's a, a so he's a sentinel basically <laughs> Well, yeah, like a, a, an opposite right. sentinel, um, and, and and so they they do manage to in this single issue deal with the problem, right? But that's not the only problem. No, because Beast put like versions of himself elsewhere throughout another, time. Yeah, and they have to jump through it. I was like, that's kind of like not exiles, but exiles. Yeah, okay. Uh-huh. Like it definitely is not. No, well, it's but, mutants going through time, but they're they're not going through time. They're no, going. The but like it gives you that like like yeah. a little like it's not it's not like homaging it, but it's like a little like. <laughs> Wouldn't that be kind of fun? Right. Yes. Like, yeah, actually, that would be kind of fun. Yeah. And like a po- like if they are able to put the genie back in the bottle with Krakoa, that would be kind of fun to have like an exiles team of people who remember Krakoa and they're just jumping from place to place. Yeah, that'd be I, fine. I, there's something there, maybe. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, what I think they did really well and really like solidifies for me that I don't care if it makes me think of something else is that when they get to the future, mm-hmm. Colossus like has a minute where he like collapses mm-hmm. and like he's like they're like are you okay and he's like i feel like i just woke up and i'm like right right because you're in the future you're not being controlled anymore yeah oh my god so he'd be like and mikhail what yeah and like he's a How little fuzzy on well he's got like he's typically he's there but like don't forget his his like the chronicler is like writing his story like a novel and so like he has the memories of what's been going on right kind of so he doesn't really get a chance to really explore it much before they have to like jump into the fray or move on to the next thing but i'm yeah. like what a really fun way for Ben Percy to start addressing this. Yeah. Like that's kind of neat. Mm-hmm. And I'm looking forward to seeing how much further they get with that before they end up back. Because there's like a whole um data dump page where it's like Mikhail and the Chronicle are talking mm. and he's like, why'd you stop writing? And he's like, because he's gone. Because <laughs> he's gone. I, I, I can't I find him. him. Yeah. And he's just like, you, like you, you lost his character. You don't know what he's doing. Like what? And he's like, no, like he's not here anymore. Yeah. yeah. And they're like, Oh. Okay. All I'm right. Like, All right. Cool. We're, That's clever. That's really clever. Yeah. He's like, you know, things with the, with Beast and Wolverine are kind of coming to a head. Let's let's address the Colossus in the room. Yeah, and that really maybe that's it, what they're doing. Yeah, I think that is definitely what they're doing. Um, you know, I I I appreciate that Ben Percy has kind of let some of these things like be, mm-hmm. you know, to let it develop and come to a head. He deals with other things and he'll come back to something. I I, I appreciate that. He doesn't feel like he's like, all right, I just I just set this like Chekhov's gun and now I'm gonna use it. Yeah, right. Like, it's like you just set it up, whoa, man. Whoa. Like give it a minute. Yeah, like let, let, let it breathe. It, yeah. Never. And, and this one has been for a while. So yeah. I appreciate it. And from this, we could fix the Colossus issue or we could not. Yes. Like I don't know. I don't know. But like, you know, we we're dealing with the problems with 
X-Force. We're dealing with the problems with Beast. We're dealing with the problems with Kid Omega. Right. Kid Omega reveals, too, that, like, you know, he just kind of disappeared. Yes. Well, he did it to himself, apparently. Okay. All right. So I'm like, so right. why? You know, yeah, well, there's a lot of reasons. It's in a, it's in a thing. No, but there's a lot there. of a check. There's a lot of yeah. boxes to check. We, we're yeah. not done yet. There's, there's still plenty of story to tell. But even if, like, I think even if he left the Colossus thing, if someone else was able to pick it up and fix it, or they could be like, oh, it's fine. Don't worry about it. <laughs> like, he really is ticking the boxes. And I, I appreciate Great. it. Great. Uh, as All he's, right. like, you know, continuing his run for as long as he's able to continue it for. Yeah. So, yeah. Good nice. Stuff. All right. Cool. What else you got? Uh, I want to talk about um, an indie book I read this week. I was like, is it an indie book? And I'm like, yeah, it is. It's IDW. But because it's like the Scott Snyder presents Dark Spaces thing. Mm -hmm. Scott Snyder's doing this thing where he's like like selecting um, creative teams to tell stories under Scott Snyder presents Dark Spaces by IDW. Um, and this one was Good Deeds by, and I'm going to, I really hope I don't butcher their name, but Shay Grayson um, on writing and Kelsey Ramsey, Ramsey on um, art. Mm -hmm. it, it's a horror book guys what i have my likes <laughs> yeah um you know let's be honest uh this is one of those that the cover got me yeah on it especially because it has a deer on it and like if you know from reading witches scott snyder has like a couple stories about like a deer yeah he grew up in the woods like us on the east coast so it's like you're gonna have a story he, about he a deer have a story about a deer and and so like that iconography enough i was like i'm gonna check this out also i really dig the logo itself it has like a really sort of horror version of Art Nouveau going for oh. it. And I'm all about it, apparently. Fair. Um, this book, it, so all right, the story itself, you know, we, we have just like, it's the tip of the iceberg here, right? As any horror story is. I believe the writer has some movie TV background Experience. behind them. Yeah. Okay. So it does read like a comic, but it has a little bit of a pacing like a show. Yeah. And when it comes to horror, that's not a bad thing. Right. <laughs> like that's actually really good because it gives you just enough. You, we world build, we meet characters, we get a feel for, um, you know, some of the, the, some of the characters have a dark past. Right. And, you know, how that might come to fruition in this. Okay. Um, right. You're going through a horror story. Things are going to get worse before they get better. Yep. Um, but, you know, we, we get, you know, some some solid storytelling that isn't like hitting you over the head with it. Where it's like, this person's a writer and something happened. Yes. Okay. All right. And and now we're going to go on this next leg of their adventure. And yeah. they come to it like a town, St. Augustine's in Florida. And uh, something's off. Mm. And like you get that just by seeing it by seeing it and by experiencing a lot of the dialogue you know just you know talking not quite in circles but like you're like all right something's not quite right here maybe um you know cheyenne is um wait hang on it's not cheyenne who's the main character i don't remember um a uh, gene 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 mm. mcknight is the main character but then there's also cheyenne collins and her and uh, her mom rebecca who also moved there so we got like these two a b plots going on but they're gonna obviously they're gonna converge they're, they're converging in this which i really appreciate because um i'm like well that means anyone could go right like i like that there's right, we got a couple of uh protagonists which like maybe subtly tells you like right. we could switch protagonists we exactly um uh, what also i think endeared them to me is that um endeared endeared <laughs> Rebecca and her daughter uh, come to Florida, kind of start over. I don't know what they're starting over from, um, but, but you will. You get like a maybe a little hint, but you're not sure. They buy a diner. Okay, they're gonna renovate it, and I'm like, hey, okay, my Jersey heart sings. Yeah, this. you're speaking to my language. Yeah. Um. So they've got their story going on. There's alligators involved. Possibly, uh -huh. but we don't see them. Okay. 
But they're there. But you know they're there. The checkouts gators. <laughs> I don't know. We'll mm-hmm. see. I'm like, is it? Are they really that? Are they something else? Yeah, I yeah. don't know. I don't know. The art itself, though. Yeah. Like Kelsey Ramsey's art reminds me of Vertigo books. Yes. Like Vertigo in its prime. You know, it has moments of like Sandman where you'll have. Like there's like a, a, a early cafe conversation that happens, and part of the panel is just there's like that white background, uh-huh. and it's just the characters kind of talking. It, it, there's just something about the line quality and the way it's colored and the way the panels are laid out. It just fits perfectly tonally for this book, um, but makes me think that vertigo feeling. Um, so well, with uh, Scott, with Scott uh, kind of like helping to present it in some way. Like I'm sure he like kind of cherry picked these yeah. these projects, and he has a vertigo background as well. Yeah, exactly. So. Um, uh, if you're looking for another horror book, I do recommend this. Um, I'm definitely going to be checking out the next one. If um, you were to come up with a quote that would go on the jacket for this book, Dark Spaces, Good Deeds, number one, what are <laughs> good, de- good deeds? What would you say? I don't know. Hmm. I never, I wrote a tweet about it. You though. did. Should I just say that? Why out not? Read the tweet. I just said all of it. Hashtag um, read the tweet. Good deeds sets the stage for a horror book filled with. The dark past and grim futures. You think you know more than the characters, only to discover you have no idea what's to come. The art strikes all the right notes and brings a modern style that's reminiscent of Vertigo books. Yay! That's that's my quote. That would look good on a cover. That I'm just not, saying. I, I don't write these things for that. It's no, just, you're just but you want to share your opinion, especially I, when it's like you know. It's a horror book and it's an IDW like book. I you know I, I'm glad to see IDW doing some like they have always done original stories, but it's yes. nice to see them doing some more of those. Obviously, branching out a little more. You know, Image license. has been like my go-to and. And boom, really stepped up their game. I'm always looking for like the next good story. I don't care where it comes from. That's and true. So like I, I'm looking forward to learning more about good deeds. Mm, I like that. Uh, I read Superboy Man of Tomorrow number one or two. Uh, I read one, but I also read this one too. Uh, it's by I, Kenny Porter and Lahoni Le- uh, Lindsay. I don't know what it is about this cover. It like delights me. It's great. Well, it's just you know, haha. Right, but it, yeah, it is because del- you know what a hand looks like, but you've never seen a hand the size of a man. You know, I guess, yeah, it's just this is a delightful, delightful cover. It is, it is definitely eye catching. It is. Uh, the story's fun. Uh, Superboy is, you know, off planet. He's embroiled in some shenanigans with a new team called the Cosmeteers. Cosmeteers were engineered in a lab by the Dominators, or at least one Dominator in particular. Uh, they are trying to save the day. It's, I, I get shades of Superman versus the Elite kind of situations here, where it's like Superboy dealing with his own kind of like group of people who are trying to do good but really it's more revenge and they also don't mind killing people to do it and mm-hmm. superboy's like you know and there's some fun little like callbacks in there where he's like you know he, he eventually gets an inhibitor collar and he's arrested or at the very least imprisoned and uh he's like bart would have this out in a second you know tim would figure this out uh cassie would break free you know thinking about his time with the titans and or the, the young justice i should say and i was like i can get out of here like i'm gonna try my own thing and, and it works really well uh, good voice for connor fun story in general the art really reflects the uh the tone uh, it's very youthful very fun uh certainly this is i believe that i could i would definitely recommend this for younger ages uh because i think that it uh sets you up for the the greater stage of the DC universe without mm. having to alienate uh, any new readers. Okay. So check out uh, Superboy Man, Man tomorrow if you get a chance. That's awesome. Um, yeah. Uh, let's jump into a couple of super chats. A couple of people who said some kind things All that right, I think we should talk do, about. Let's do it. Uh, Ray Farr, for example, says Comic Pop Woo. Hope you had a fun at the Cubert School. We did indeed. We had a great time. There were uh, more than thirty people who showed up uh, to watch us 
talk like this, but in human form. And uh, that was really cool. Yes. Uh, we got to meet a lot of people, got to talk to them uh, in like kind of this fun communal setting. There was a great opportunity where everybody got to share their own favorite moments from comics, which yeah. I really appreciated. That was not our idea, but I'm glad it happened anyway. Me uh, too. You know, and uh, yeah, overall, I think it went well. Uh, they also got a chance to like see Jersey. If they weren't from Jersey, they got to experience that as well. And hopefully some people made some new friends. And I hope so. That. We do indeed. I, I was very excited to, to express that sentiment. I'm, I hope people express that as well. Uh, Corey McGivney. Uh, hello, Sal and Tiff. Hope you Hi. two are enjoying a good day. Take care and thank you for all the great stuff. Thank you, Corey. Thanks very much for your support. And thank you for the kind sentiment. Uh, trash cam thanks for uh thanks for you guys for being my entertainment while i wait for my flight to go home well have a safe flight home glad we can hang out with you while you're doing that i've never experienced that i've never been in an airport and being like i'm gonna watch a live show and then participate in it i've never even thought about that it's never occurred to me but uh i'm glad that it worked out for trash cam thank you i don't travel enough for that to be a a thought no it's like i think that's really wonderful and we're glad to be waiting with you that's right uh, Alex Sanchez, did you hear about the new writer on Daredevil? I haven't uh, read much of Saladin Ahmed's work, but his Black Bolt miniseries, beautiful. Hope it's good. Yeah, I uh, I don't know much of uh, Ahmed's work, but I am aware of it, like tangentially. Uh, we'll see uh, if I continue to read the book. I was very on board for Chip Zdarsky. Um, I liked what he did with it um, to a point. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I will definitely give at least the first issue a try and see where it goes from there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jose Rivera. Hey everyone. I heard, uh, the news about Marvel putting out the ROM omnibus and I'm excited to read it. The ROM omnibus is coming. Uh, ROM, uh, the space Knight was originally, um, published by Marvel comics. And then the rights, uh, went to, I believe dynamite. I don't remember which company had it, but like Marvel couldn't use ROM. They could use space Knights though, but nobody cared by that point. And, uh, so now they're there's great. We're all these space Knights, and nobody but, wants them. Right. Because no, because there's no ROM. Nobody cares. Uh, but it looks like Marvel must've worked it out and they worked it out very quietly. Just here's an omnibus. Now it could be that Marvel worked out the rights to publish an omnibus and then it will go out of print. I don't know. You can watch uh, near my condition to find out more about that. But like, I, I'm excited to read some ROM. I might uh, go check it out. I'll have to go on uh, in stock trades and check it out. No sponsor. Out. Hashtag not sponsored. Uh, Cat Lord, fun for treats. I don't read Amazing Spider-Man, and I know it's uh, just for shock, but the way they're marketing, I feel insulted as a reader. I need to take a break from Marvel. Uh, sorry for bringing this up. I look forward to your dis- uh, discussion. No, 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 you're doing fine. Uh, listen, I think that uh, the most healthy thing you can do when you're experiencing something that's uncomfortable or unpleasant is to get away from it. So if you find, uh, you know, uh, the, the business practices of a particular publisher or company repugnant or if it bothers you in any way, you have every right. And in fact, uh, you have a responsibility to exercise that right to uh, not participate in their uh, voluntary system of money for entertainment. So mm-hmm. I would say definitely, you know, exercise that. But you know what? Don't stop there. Contact and be like, hey, I think this is repugnant. Here's why. You know, respectfully, respectfully, uh, you know, I find what well, your business practices and this decision here uh, morally repugnant. And I'm uh, going to be exercising my right uh, as a consumer to consume other product instead uh, for the foreseeable future until I either see acknowledgement of, uh, you know, any correction of behavior or if I've uh, just lost my resolve and I want to go back to reading this. <laughs> so but, you know. Something like that. Uh, Andre Didier says, uh, just wanted to say hi to Sal and Tiffany. Well, hi. hello to you. Hope you're both doing well. Strain, uh, strong choice. Uh, strong chance we see Spider-Man 2 on Wednesday, and I'm excited. Nice. Uh, I believe that's uh, the Spider-Verse animated movie. Um, well, I hope you get to. I, I know like, I'm okay. seeing it on uh, June 2nd, I think. Yes. We have tickets, so. But not like early screener tickets. No, we've never been on Sony's radar. I have a, I'm on 
Disney's radar, but Sony's like, no. We've reached out to Sony. I, I hat in hand, I've been like, I want to go see Spider Man early and I want to go talk to some of the people involved. And they and they just they no. Excuse me, we're seeing it on June first. I was like, Oh, no. excuse me. I think it came out on I think it's supposed to come out on second, so I'm glad they were seeing it then. Hooray. Yay. <laughs> excuse me well, i'm excited too i'm like i don't think that's right right the milkman if i had a dollar for every time hugh jackman and ryan reynolds filmed a movie together about x-men characters doing uh during the wga i would have two dollars <laughs> i there you go i didn't know that they were um i didn't know they were stu- they, they were shooting it during this uh, i don't know i haven't seen anything for deadpool 3 outside well, of a logo and the, they're just and like the hanging promo. out maybe they're just filming their own version of it that's i'm tired of that ryan reynolds and and hugh, hugh jackman's Jackman. wolverine and deadpool best friends for life <laughs> we'll workshop that brian harriet okay. says hey sounds if with the romance of gwenpool book being digital exclusive uh, i wanted to ask if digital exclusive books are a draw for either of you to get either of the big two's apps nope they're not, especially because sometimes they don't go and reprint them then. And so I want, I'll just pick them up then. Right, I'll just get them on the comic But it's just not, like, that's, I don't know how that works. I don't know if that's good for them or not. I doubt it. Well, maybe it is. <laughs> well, because they like, get to. the second app. Like, and, like, they're still making money off yes. of me. It's just in a different way. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah. Uh, Nick Prado says, looking uh, handsome, Sal. Thanks, Nick. Yeah. Uh, just recently got uh, into reading Marvel DC's ongoing runs of their comics. Uh, honestly, pretty overwhelmed from being out of continuity for a couple of years, but still having fun. Good. I mean, you know what? Use the resources that are available, like uh, people like us, people like whoever's out there talking about breakdowns and uh, explanations for, you know, continuity changes and whatnot. But, uh, you know, just, just read what you like. That's what I would recommend. Yeah. Read what you like, drop what you don't. But uh, don't hate the, the industry as a result of any changes you don't uh, care for. Johnny P from hey! the uh, event says, uh, had an incredible time at the Cupid School. Thank you so much for bringing a wonderful community together with laughs and heartfelt moments. Thank you very much, Johnny, for coming, Thank man. We really so appreciate much. it. Thank you so much, man. Uh, and yeah, you missed out, folks who didn't uh, go. Oh, my gosh. Just saying. Just saying. Uh, Corey McGivney, uh, sorry if it's a bit off topic, but I'm rereading Dark Knight Returns, and I wanted to ask you two, what is your definitive DKR moment? Mine's when Batman struggles to climb up a rope or a reflection. That's the uh, two-faced moment. Right, right. Uh, yeah, I mean, Tiffany, do you have a moment that like really stands out from you from the uh, seminal Frank Miller work, Dark Knight Returns? Yeah, there's like three moments that like I like I could probably piece together the rest of the story from it. Um, but like you know, like, like I don't have the same type of like photographic memory for comics like mm-hmm. Sal does, like which is great. Oh, thank you. Like I love that. I just I just don't have that. Mm-hmm. Um. I was always the kid who had a cram right before every test. Sure. <laughs> yeah. But um, there's like the moment in um, the the building. It's like his first return fight. Yeah. Uh, but when he like bursts through the wall. Oh, yeah. Really like that a lot. I I, I, I don't know. There's just something about that. It's, it's like a triumphant return in mm-hmm. a way, but not. Um, weirdly enough, like a moment that really stuck out to me is the moment when Joker like offs himself. Oh, like, yeah. Unalives himself. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that stuck out to me like that level of of fanaticism yes and 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 insanity yeah like that that haunts me a little bit like yeah to do that um and then obviously like the 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 fight in the mud oh yeah he like emerges from it right and it's an operating table yeah it's a great moment yep uh it depends i have a a page from uh not actually from the book but uh it's over there actually now that i think about it but uh it's spider (laughs) it's uh it's batman riding the uh riding the horses into 
uh, Gotham to save it. Mm-hmm. Um, another one is uh, just uh, Batman fighting Superman. And he says, you know, I bet your parents told you you were special, but like mine taught me a different lesson, like broken and bleeding in the street and gasping for air, dying for no reason at all, which is that the world only makes sense when you force it to. Uh, yes, there you go. Uh, Glass man with so many archetypes to choose from. What is the most terrifying type of horror monster in you guys' opinion? Mine is a monster from beyond our realm. That's a good one. Like something that like is a, like doesn't understand or has or no, care. Yeah, or care for anything. I definitely I, I feel that. Um, what's yours? I, I real I, what <laughs> the real monsters? The monsters that exist that like they're like Lovecraftian beasts, like our politicians who are just like I know I know about the struggling uh, that you're experiencing and I don't care. Like, I just don't care. I I don't, I lack the ability to care. And maybe it's, maybe I used to have it, but I want power more. And so I'll hurt you to get whatever I want, even if it's something that like, creepy like hurting you to to get pleasure from like, it like what if we're talking about fictional ones don't suck the fun out of my is that horror. what he's talking about is yeah it, uh, it's an archetype no horror monster yeah yeah the real one the real the monster within us all like the the man oh oh monster. okay 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 i thought you were going down a different route there. no no, no i'm just fair. saying like okay. i i i don't really you know like the like the, the 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 unkillable slasher i never really found particularly scary like the the inhuman monster like a ghoulie or like a guga <laughs> or something i'm just like yeah whatever you know like a, a big kaiju i don't care for that but uh or the just just the 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 uh my my main problem with horror uh or my main uh, relation with horror is that if it if the if you never get closure or understanding about why they did it you know there's a there's this really no that's great this is weird um um uh movie this anime called rojan g rojan z uh it is a um it is not a horror movie in any way. It is about like the horrors of the uh, healthcare crisis in yeah. Japan. But at the end, uh, like his, the, the old man's like wife inhabits like a, a statue of Buddha and then murders everybody at the end of the movie. And it's like, why did you do that? Well, and sure. that I've never forgotten. And then I saw it in 1995. Like I don't, I will never forget it. And I'm just like, I, that kind of like cavalier callous without mercy. No one knew why they did that. And I'll, I, I can never find any discussion about like online. The, the thing from beyond our realm. It's like you, you can't possibly conceive of. Yeah, no, it, it, but I, my issue isn't about that. It's my, that. my issue is just like it's motivations. Okay. You, you want, you want everything to have the story circle. Of <laughs> I just want to, that they're killing. I just you. want to understand why. What is your Dan Harmon story circle for why you want to kill me? Mm-hmm. And then you may try to. no it's more like if i'm gonna read your story and the character goes oh and then i blew up all right you know it's like why what? oh Hang on. figure okay. it out from there before we go into a comic book because i know you want to talk about this book yeah the book i forgot because i'm the worst reader of this comic apparently because i don't i wasn't paying attention to it. it came out anyway it's okay it um, happens one of like my big ones that i i always gets me mm-hmm. is like compulsion mm. i know it's not like a being but like if you think of like what makes amigara fault so haunting and yes. so stuck with you is the idea that like a compulsion would overtake you yes your sanity person. your rationality it just it you are you are it, now a slave to this like yeah, it melts away and you'll do anything to fulfill it mm-hmm. like that will get me almost every time Fair. there's lots of things i love in horror but like and it'll like wax and wane depending on where i am in my life yeah. right but like that one the stuff that sticks with me the stuff that gets in there and like just like eats away at me mm-hmm. is typically compulsion based well that sounds about right because it's eating away at you you know <laughs> yeah uh well i read superman number four from joshua williamson uh with art by jamal campbell and also nick dragota uh this is fun it's like a little uh secret history of metropolis um you know joshua williamson is setting up like 
Gotham is a really distinct personality and a very, very, uh, it's, it's almost a character depending on who's writing it. And Metropolis is like the city of tomorrow. That's it. You know, like all you know about Metropolis is that like occasionally there's some like creepy mutants that live under there. At least that's what I know about Metropolis besides like, you know, what, you know, besides what the Daily Planet presents as it's like shining beacon of hope. But uh, apparently, you know, when Lex Luthor first uh, got there, he, uh, decided he was going to take on the underworld and deal with the uh, with the oppressed and the homeless problem and so okay. he became like a kind of superhero scientist in a way and so Lex Luthor like made a few enemies and the enemies of course that he made would eventually become the enemies of this Rourke uh, of course being retconned in but whatever it's, Josh knows the history it's fine just trust mm-hmm. him but uh, yeah and so we got a little bit of a twofer you know you get the main story of Superman and uh, Lex working yeah. in tandem Lex has essentially become uh, Superman's Oracle in a way uh, an unwilling one, you know, like Superman does not want to work with Lex, but okay. he also knows that like he has, to, he, he begrudgingly admits that Lex knows what he's talking about. And like, you know, he doesn't know what Lex's motivations are necessarily, mm-hmm. but he also knows he can't argue with the results. And so it's, it, it's fun. And you know, the other shoe's going to drop. So, uh, you know, that's really cool to see. Uh, Dragota does a nice job with the flashback stuff, but of course the real star here is Jamal, uh, Jamal Campbell, who's just like drawing the crap out of this book and uh, it's just a delight every day. Uh, How is this guy not have like all the work? I, uh, you he know, banging down his door. But seriously, like... I can't believe that like he's getting it out on time. That's what I'm, that's what I'm yeah. uh, baffled by. Maybe that's uh, what it is. He's like, I know I can focus on this book. Exactly. And I'm going to make it the best it could be. Yeah. Big ups to Frank Martin for coloring because I, uh, over the last uh, 15 years or so, I've really come to respect and admire a damn good colorist because when it's bad, you know. Yeah. When it ain't, you're just talking about how great the art the art is. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Superman 4, I recommend it. Excellent. You got to check it out if you haven't already. Four issues. Why not go back and read them all? Yeah. Yeah. What do you got? Uh, let's talk about Ghost Rider. Yay. I was hoping you read it. Oh, you know I did. I didn't. That's why I said oh, okay. yeah. Okay. Well. You know I did. Yeah, that no, no, that's not Ghost Rider. That's Danny Ketch Ghost Rider number one. Yeah, that's. But I was, but I'm talking about Ghost Rider. Yeah, this is the most Danny Ketch any book has had lately. Yeah, yeah. that's fair. Yeah, this is his book. You know, you were saying you were lamenting that Mark Texiera wasn't drawing this, but yeah. like he did. Look at the top left hand corner. That's definitely a text. Oh yeah, that's his text skull <laughs> for sure. Like in in the little like Marvel Comics um, moniker at the top. Which, yeah, this whole thing looks great. It really tells you everything you need to know about this. Where it's just like. Yeah. Yeah. Listen, if you liked Howard Mackey back in the day, right. you're probably going to like this. Which I think I I never did um, when he was writing Spider-Man, but he's welcome to write all the other like stuff sure. I don't care about. Thank <laughs> you. Great. Uh, this is written by Howard Mackey with art by Daniel... Picciotto? Picciotto? Oh, Guru EFX colored it. Does it look okay? Yeah, it looks fine. All right. What's wrong? I don't care for them. Okay. I'm sure they're a nice person. I don't like their coloring. Yeah, it really works for this because it's like, is a... It's more retro? Yeah. Feeling right. book, right? Okay. I'll be honest with you. Did I do any research into when this takes place? Who cares? I don't care. That's the whole Neither point. Neither does Mackie. It, it, it's just like, you know... Uh, Danny is Ghost Rider, and oh, it's just and Johnny is not. Is is he Blaze? Well, does he have, a, does he have long Blaze. hair? He does have long hair. Then yeah, and he's a shotgun, Blaze. but it's not a magical shotgun. What he the hell? He doesn't have that yet. Um, but oh, you think it's like a retcon? Like, I, you know what? I don't care. Right? Who cares? I'm just, I'm just, you know, I'm just enjoying the show. You right? Know? That's yeah. what this is. This is just enjoying the show. Yeah. Um, you know, it indicates in the pre or in the summary that it's flashback to a time. There right? you go. It's like All right. A time. A time. Don't try to pinpoint it. Yeah. You might be able to. Right. Maybe. maybe. 
you know, if you're if you're like want to, I, I was just I do like that Ben Harvey cover. Though. The cover is ridiculous. Like Lee good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Look at that. It's dope. That's what you're getting, right? Good. That's you're what getting... I want. Yeah. Would you say there's 100% more Ghost Rider, Danny Ketch Ghost Rider in this than in the yes. incontinuity Danny Ketch appeared Ghost Rider books? Right, but that one's technically Johnny's book. Right. But Danny yeah, but is on the cover of every him. single issue. Yeah. and But he's also not really the spirit of vengeance in that. And then this he is. So, yes, I can absolutely say you get 100% more uh-huh. because technically he's the spirit of vengeance. Oh, yeah, here. that's true. Well, no, he's not. Isn't he not? Yeah. What in the other one? Yeah, he's, he's like a, he's no, not. That's what I'm saying. He's not. That's what I'm saying. In this book, I can say with certainty you get a hundred percent more. Danny catches the spirit of vengeance. No, but Danny isn't the spirit of vengeance. Like Johnny was the spirit of vengeance. What 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 was the spirit that the Danny got? Remember, it was his gas cap? Yeah, but they're still calling him a spirit of. Vengeance. Oh yeah, he's a, yeah, but he doesn't have Zarathos attached to him. No, but like in the other one, he's a spirit of something totally different. Like okay. the green version of him is a spirit of. I oh know, yeah, that's right. It's like something. some dumb bullshit. Who cares? Jeez. I'm just saying, you know, you <laughs> want to make sure you get your Ghost Rider straight. Oh my gosh. Um. So. <laughs> yeah. Danny. Um. Oh, Ben Harvey did the cover. Yeah. Oh, we know him. I have a, I have a, I have a freaking Mr. Freeze. Oh yeah, dude's great. It's over there. Dude's a nice guy. Dude's a good guy. Yeah. So wait, look, if you, look, Howard Mackey, I've given Howard Mackey a lot of crap. Yeah, but you also have most of his books. But I also <laughs> have read a lot of it, and I have a good time with it. Right? Yeah. This isn't total garbage. All right. This is like you can feel Mackey being like, I'm writing freaking danny catch ghost rider and i'm mm-hmm. gonna embrace it now does he fall over into garbage no but there's still time right but does he fall down or run away no oh no there isn't a whole lot of that but like you know johnny shows up and and you know the, the two of them have a cop we get a little flashback about like a little bit about how he got his powers like we reflect on that just in case yeah, just in case it's your first comic i don't know or you know you haven't read Ghost Rider in 25 years. Since he stopped doing it. I, I don't know. 35 years. Know. I don't know. Um, but um, it, there's like a lot of like moments in this that like make me chuckle. Right. Like yeah. uh, there's we, we, we're crossing a lot of things. We're in the city. We're going to ride motorcycles. These two <laughs> dudes who are riding, they're going to ride motorcycles together. Right. Yeah. And we're an easy rider. This Danny's like, you know, girl, what, like at times, off times, girlfriend is there. She's a cop, right? We got to mention she's a cop, right? Danny's mom is there for a hot second. Okay. She leaves. There's crime. There are like gang, like bangers. Like, no, <laughs> there's like a, like a sort of like a power struggle within like, uh, the mob a gang gangs war. and such things. Right. Yeah. There's like a, guy named johnny six okay and i'm like the don i i don't know that sounds like things that were from that run but like he, like he, here's here's a, a written sentence the two yous are gonna let my man go use yuz yeah you know yeah like, yeah that's how hard mackie's gonna you write gotta that. write it phonetically yeah. otherwise how will you know what they sound like later on there's a moment where one guy like one of these you know mobsters who was like clearly like huge and i'm in charge like you know he causes some trouble for some other guys later on like he gets like this demon thrown in his face essentially he's like i gotta go out there and i'm gonna show them who's boss and someone else is like you can't do that your father comma the don comma <laughs> i'm like yes <laughs> otherwise how will you know but I like, don't know other any other way to give you context. But like, if you know Howard Mackey, you're like, uh-huh. you're like, right? Yeah, yeah, I'm okay. Yeah, I slipped back into that gear. Yep, I'm 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 right there. So mm-hmm. it's like, is this you know, like reading 
the Kieran, like a Kieran Gillen book. Or no, like, but it was never just, going it's to just, be. It's not. It's apples and oranges. You don't compare these two things. It's just different. It is a like a, a piece of history that you've unearthed. It's like it's like a secret ghostwriter script that Mackie never got to put out there. And so if you like the Howard Mackie era of of Danny Catch, you're probably going to just fall back in with this. Yes. Right. You know, there's there's a mysterious like bad guy in the shadows. It's like a some sort of like. I don't want to say it's a demon because it's not. Mm. Um, but like he's got like this, someone called the broker, right? And the broker goes out and like gives people powers, right? But like, hey, I, I got to have a taste. Right. Like, I got to have a little taste of that though, right? It's yeah. like, what does that mean, right? Well, it turns out like what that means is like when you fail, yeah. you get taken to this dude and then he like eats part of you. Oh. Or all of you. I it's I don't know really what happens to them, right? Okay. But the, the big like, oh, where did this guy get his powers from? Like this, this big bad, right? Yeah. He has a chip of the medallion. Oh no! I'm like, okay, that's and, awesome. And and he was a Morlock before that. I'm what? Like, what? Okay. Okay, that's great. Good. So freaking bizarre. I love it. Again, you have to keep in mind you're reading Danny Catch Ghost Rider, a script that feels like it could have been plucked right out of, out of time, the '90s. Yeah, out of time. Written by Howard Mackey, um, like I said, it isn't like horrible. Right, like it is. It is. It is. But it exactly. Is, it, it's what you. It's what you're buying. Yeah, yeah. That's and, fair. And I will definitely get the next issue. Of this. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I read some part of Batman Brave and the Bold. I forgot there was like a lot of other stuff going on in this book. Uh, I just heard that Tom King was writing another Batman book, and I'm like, well, here we go. And uh, so I read the first part and yeah. then I saw there was more and I was like, I don't have time for this. And I didn't read the rest of it. I'm sorry to everybody else who wrote this and drew this. I'm sure it was awesome. I know Dan Moore even wrote and drew his own story in here. No way. Yep. There's a lot here to unpack uh, and I'm not going to, I'm just going to say that Tom King and Mitch Garrett's did a beginning story and it's a, it's, it's around the time of year one. It's like right after it's like uh, Joker has been established, but Batman is still green and you know, well, how could we have a Batman story without the Joker? exactly and it's like that's damn it he did it again um and uh but they tried a different uh convention in which they had because i hate joker at this point now but like also i hate how they use joker and how he they, they even give him lettering that's different and it's just like okay you know and they really at this point they really overdid it with like the batman who laughs where it's like mm-hmm. i can't even read the damn thing but and this they broke up the nine panel grid which of course is like oh my god we're do we're hitting we're getting all the hits here right uh, but um, there's what is their trauma. I know. Oh, what is their trauma? Yeah, well, it's so just it's Batman. Trauma. Okay, you know. Sure. But uh, uh, Joker's dialogue is told through a series of like silent movie title cards or dialogue cards. Why you showed me that? And I'm like, this looks really good, and I really liked it. And uh, it also broke it up so it it allowed the Mitch Garrod's art to like really breathe, so mm-hmm. you could really like look at it and enjoy it. Um, obviously, it was grim, dark, and miserable, and people die that shouldn't die, and uh, Joker is the perpetrator of said violence uh so you know it's not like it's breaking any new ground here but uh but i really enjoyed it i was like this is, this is cool um there's a moment where batman's like talking to a dude at like a dinner party it's bruce wayne he's talking to him and mm-hmm. like the guy uh the, the interaction is hilarious because like batman bruce wayne gives like a kind of dual meaning where he's like uh you know i always get my man you know i always catch him but like the shadow is over him and he just looks like batman and it's just you know, he says it like Batman and the guy's like, what, what the hell was that? <laughs> uh, but it's, uh, you know, 
the great Mitch art and uh, fun writing from Tom uh, as far as the rest of them, like Order of the Black Lamp and Justice League stuff. I don't know. I, I'll have to read it. I, I'll have to read the rest of it. But for now, you know, Tom's back on Batman for a little while doing this. And uh, I like it. I liked it. All mm-hmm. right. So, I'm sure, you know, whatever. But the cover's really fun. It's very it dynamic. Is. Yeah, it's very different. It does not it tell you what's going to happen in this book. Yeah. I'm also, um, I don't really like the title card. Like, I don't like the logo. We need like a super cut of all the logos. Look, I'm just saying I don't like it. South not a I fan. think that's fair for me to say because <laughs> my show. I don't like it. I think it's enough. This is our show. You told me that. Yeah. All right. <laughs> well, then 50% of the show hates that logo. Um, I also read the Titans. This could have been easily the like focus of the episode. Really? Well, because it's a big deal. Because if you didn't read the promo for uh you know going to dc um then you would think oh man titans is replacing the justice league and in fact in the narrative of this it is so you didn't see the like preview that said like when justice League's coming back um oh, okay. you would just be like oh man titans are in charge and they are um and, you know it's it's titans they're doing their thing they're, they're, and i believe they pushed back justice league's release so you know okay uh, but uh, this is written right. by tom taylor with art by nicholas scott all right i do like the fact that it looks like dick is walking a tiger yeah yeah gar yeah gar it looks like he's just like i gotta take him out at least twice a day exactly or he will pee all over the titan's tower <laughs> it's a fun it's a fun kind of issue where you're like okay here we're re- we're reintroducing the titans yeah. uh we set up that they're moving into the te- uh, into the tower some of them aren't but the opening is really fun because like wally west flash is shot uh and he's like i didn't move and i wasn't able to avoid the bullet and so now i have to deal with this like and so Wally West essentially sets up a mystery for the Titans to solve in which he's like, I have been killed or shot, find me and, and solve my murder. Mm. So you're like, oh no. Um, so that's kind of like the hook. And I think it's a pretty decent hook because at this point, Wally's been through so effing much, you kind of just hope that things work out for him. And uh, so, yeah, it was it. But like the the, the Wally stuff, really well written with okay. uh, with Tom uh, doing it. Uh, Taylor did a lot, a lot of really nice stuff with all the character work from Donna to Vic to Corey and uh, Raven and everybody. They're also setting up the whole like Beast Boy and Raven. They're not they, they, there's no will they won't they they are together. OK. And they're nice. you know, and it's like, oh, that's cute. Like, You're OK. Uh, they also uh, fixed the Josh Williamson. eye uh, shooting out of moment from Dark Crisis. And in some book I didn't read. They were just like, oh, why does Beast Boy have two eyes again? Who cares? Moving on. And I'm like, yep. There's a there's an annotation to tell you what issue it is, but uh, but I don't care about that. Um, but also, you know, this but this is fun. It's uh setting up a mystery. It sets up like the 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 obstacles the Titans have to overcome, and uh, and it also has a lot of character interactions with Tom Taylor excels at, mm-hmm. uh, and it manages to feel distinctly different from like the Nightwing book, which essentially is like a soft Titans book at this point. What um, What do you think of the art? The art looks good. I liked it. It uh, it told the story. Everybody it was very um. I only know Nicholas Scott from Historia. Yeah, and it's uh, it's it's, it was good. Okay. It was good. I had no complaints, overall at all about yeah. it. Uh, handled balanced action and people very well. Cool. So overall, uh, I would recommend it. Solid book. Um, we'll see how the rest of the series continues for as long as the series will continue. Okay. How about you, Tiffany? Uh, I read X Men this week. X Men number twenty-two. Oh yeah! Damn. Uh-huh. yeah i didn't read this uh written by jerry duggan with art by josh Kasara, which i was like i know that name yeah me too and i think i know the that name from i think it was uh he did 10 lives of wolverine ah um so it looks that's good. good yeah looks, looks good yeah um 
Uh, so, okay, so this is like kind of like it's like getting the band back together of all the villains, it's like the like contributing villains that, that they haven't gotten a big event or anything. Right, haven't been back in a minute. Like one of the horticulture shows up. Oh, remember them? Yeah. And, you know, someone's there to get information from them and, and points out the fact that, you know, she's actually using Krakoan medicine because she has a memory problem and mm-hmm. that fixes it. And like they, they kind of condemn her. And I'm like, you know what, though? Like, memory like losing your memories mm-hmm. is enough for someone to go it's fine <laughs> i'm just gonna i'm just gonna get over my problems yeah but she can also make it for herself she has they have croco and blooms and stuff like that but it turns out there's like something in the medicine and like you know she warns her about like they, they're putting something in there mm-hmm. actually oh no we're setting up the fall but it's not it's not them who's doing it it's orcus okay so yes they are setting up the fall but it's orcus who's orchestrating it mm-hmm. um and including Dr. Stasis, Modok, um, and Nimrod, all just hanging out together. So Nimrod, yeah, like Nimrod. you said, because you were you were saying at the at the Kubert School event that Nimrod was supposed to be like a big effing deal. Like right. he was set and, up to be, from Hawks and Pox's standpoint, like this is it. Yeah, like he is like the like the progenitor of the end of like the the lead into kind. like like Dominions and and the Phalanx, and it's going to be a problem. Yep, and now he is second banana to Modok, and now he's like kicking back. Hanging out with his pals. Yep, like he's part. He's part of a Legion of Doom. He's the brainiac, or I'm sorry, he's the Bizarro of the Legion of Doom. That blows. He's just having a good time, you know. Yeah, that's so lame. You know, I mean, like he's not on the Orcus flowchart of uh, like jobs. Why? I don't know because he does maybe he's just maybe he's just doing it because he feels like it like, oh, he's okay like, I'm part of this i just all right but you know that if he's there it's not gonna matter like you know that it's not gonna be a big story because he has to share screen time with these other like lamer villains i guess um well dr stasis is you know yeah he's fun he's a problem yeah too and, and then there's modok and then there's modok i'm not a huge fan of breakout movie star People loved not only Ant-Man 3, but also how they handle Modoc. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I had no problem with it, but I'm not a huge like. I don't care. Fan. I don't um, care at all. I'm but anyway, like what what the thing is, it's in the medicine is that Orcus put something in there that when they hear like a frequency, it causes their flight or flight response, fight or flight response to go into overdrive uh-huh. and then potentially could get you killed. Right. And it's okay. like, so like they, they show an example of it. It is gruesome. Mm hmm. I'm cool. here to warn you of that. It is gruesome. It's like a like a, there's an old man. He's in bed. They trigger the thing. He wakes up. He tries to run. He's in a high rise. He's got these huge windows. He just slams into the glass and then he just keeps hitting Ugh. the glass until he breaks through and jumps to his death. Yikes! And honestly, Kasar uh, really handles that beautifully, which is like, which is also I'm like, how do you say? How do you put that in a tweet? Yeah, you don't. <laughs> <laughs> you just appreciate that art on your own, and then you go, okay, moving on. Mm-hmm. Um, simultaneously, Orcus has set up um, little like pop-up stations all over the place in which if, hey, if you are tired of being a mutant, we will take your power from you. We, we got something that'll help oh to God. control that for you. Okay. If like, you don't want to be a mutant, we will help you with that. Why would anyone not want to be a mutant at this point? There's anymore? a guy who shows up. He's just like, you know what? Because he like, you know, he doesn't. He's like, I'm a human callus or something. He like, doesn't, you know, he doesn't look like he used to look. And he's like, I, you know, the guy like sells him on it. He's a younger guy. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, he's younger. So like this dude's like, when was the last time you saw your real face? Right. Like, what was it, like 12, 13? He's like 12. Mm-hmm. He's like, listen, we can help you today. Like, you know, what, what's your thing? And he's just like, I can turn like uh, light into sound. He's like, it's, it's lame. I can't do anything with it. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, there's no reason for it. Yeah. And they're like, that's fine. Come on in. And then he like gets in there and he sees like all the like Orcus slash aim slash whatever <laughs> folks there. And he's like, I changed my mind. 
Right. And they're like, like, no. No, you don't get to change your mind. Sorry. And that's when, let me tell you, this, Kasara like, really nails the like cool, like, you know, like, like intro panel here. But like, look at this Cyclops intro panel. Ugh. It's just like his shadow, but like they made it, they were like, they still gave it a color. I yeah. Care. I freaking love it. Right. He, he shows up. He's like, hey, listen, changing anyone can change their mind. It's fundamental. Anyone can. Yeah. He's like, so anyone who doesn't want to be here anymore should come with me now. Mm-hmm. And anyone who like stop, tries to stop that is going to have a bad time. <laughs> <laughs> and so a big fight breaks out. Awesome. And um, Firestar gets a chance to really like, you know, once again, prove her like reason for being on the team. Yes. Like she's really incredible. And she goes up against like a, a, they created a robot using a skeleton of Wolverine that they oh, have yeah. left behind. And mm-hmm. so she is manages to battle it down. It's awesome. That's right? cool. It's great. That's great. It, it's a series of really great images. I really like the way that um, the artist and colorist handles her powers. It's just yeah. very like beautiful and like obviously deadly. Um, but it actually causes um, Forge and Cyclops to have a moment later on where Forge is like, hey, how many times has like Logan died and we haven't recovered <laughs> the skeleton? Because that could be a problem. That's fair. Fair point. Cut to a bunch of like... Wolverine. Oh. A bunch of super apes surrounding a wolverine oh no yeah i don't know where we're going with this mm-hmm. but you know we know it's gonna invo- they look pretty super those apes they do those apes look pretty super yeah and you know what there could be lots of super apes in the marvel universe and but, we're gonna go with it's not the thing but we do know who wrangles those apes it, it, some of those apes could be free agents those mm-hmm. could be free agent super apes that's fine <laughs> okay yeah there could be free agent super apes out yeah, there i bet they aren't you don't know that. That's fair. <laughs> um, so Rido says, uh, happy Monday, Sal and Tiffany. Which spider person are you hoping shows up in Across the Spider-Verse? Uh, a webcaster, obviously. Yeah, webcaster. You. Yeah, you, you're Spider-Sona. As, as drawn by uh, Tenchi Art. Yes, Tenchi Art. Thank you so much for your yeah. uh, for those. Me. <laughs> but I guess my version, but uh, I don't see that happening. So. Spider-Sal? Yeah, Spider-Sal. Or Big, or big Spider. Big Spider. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Um... I don't really care. I don't really like all the spider people anyway. So, you know, the fact that Ben's going to be in is neat. Um, That's neat. Yep. Maybe a comic book version, you know, but I think we're getting that through Ben. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nick Del Tufo. Hey, sound Tiffany. Hope you two are having a good day today. Thanks, well, Nick. Thanks. Hopefully you are too. Uh, bitter spite. Uh, here is for 10 years of getting me through uh, applied math classes and diaper changes. <gasps> Anytime, bitter spite. Thank you very much for your support and for uh, for watching us through that uh, that awesome uh, timeline of your life. Yeah, absolutely. Congratulations, man. Uh, hey, you with the face. Uh, Sup, guys. I've just started reading Gotham Year One, and I'm two issues in. I'm digging it so far. I wish the big two would use these lesser characters more. I think they might if these are if there's any indication. Uh, nominated for an Eisner Award, mm-hmm. one of the best books of the year. Uh, so I'm glad you're enjoying it. Nikki T, my favorite horror trope is demonic possession or just the idea of there being uh, of there being a being controlling you, breaking things, or are you just stuck in the trunk? Yeah, that's pretty scary. Mm-hmm. That always uh, unnerves me. And uh, Cassandra yeah. Cherry Clark, uh, thank you very much for your very generous super chat. Says also, I got to wow. close the tab. We got uh, Sal gets it. Lol. Uh, thank you very much, man. Uh, he also goes on to mention that he had a, a a super chat that he wanted to share, but it was um, you know, it was lost. Like he closed the. He closed the tab. Oh, no. Um, but we have it in the chat, so I can pull that up. Okay, cool, cool. Uh, once I Oh, you should just start it. it. Yeah, oh, my God. I didn't realize yeah, I could just start Yeah, you can just, just start, start things. There, there it is. is. 
the message was uh, really wanted to give my thanks uh, to the gang for putting together the most wholesome event I've gone to in all of 2023, <laughs> possibly of all time. Haha. The vibes were palpable and the love was consuming. I'm glad to hear Yay! it. Uh, and yeah, thank you very much. Thanks for coming to yeah. the event. Thank you for sharing, uh, you know, your talent with us. We really appreciate it, man. Good to see you again. And don't forget, keep posting. That's right. Keep posting. <laughs> Keep posting the the pics. Uh, Ray Farr, opinion on Kick-Ass. I adore J.R. Jr., but I'm not a fan of Miller's writing. I haven't read much. I've looked at a comic and not read it before. Cough spawn. Yeah, that's true. Uh, I, uh, I don't care for Kick-Ass, but I do appreciate, uh, at least during the, the beginning of Kick-Ass, that was kind of like, J- that was the last time J.R. Jr. was like more accepted than he mm. is today. Um, I, I get it. I don't really care for the concept overall, but I was a fan when it came out and I watched the movie and enjoyed that enough. Uh, the Telphonics, we couldn't make it uh, for the event moving into oh. our first house. Congratulations, Congratulations to you. I uh, hope it's not the last Comic Pop event of 23. Uh, owe you a trip from Boston. Oh, that's very kind. Yeah, we um, uh, will definitely from 2023, unless New York Comic Con gives us, an, gives us a panel. We just applied for it. We'll see what happens, but uh, I'm not optimistic about it because we've applied for the last 10 years and never gotten one. But who knows? Right. We try. We try. We, we never give up. Uh, Colleen says, uh, just another thank you from Anthony and I. This uh, channel and the people on it are absolutely amazing. Thank you, Colleen. It was great to see Anthony. Uh, you posted a adorable video that uh, uh, showed Anthony got our message, which I'm glad to hear. Um, so I'm so glad that you were able to do that. And we're lucky to have you as a, both of you as as viewers yes so thank you very, very much thank you thanks anthony uh really rick with a super sticker which i didn't get a chance to see yet but uh i really I like your name really rick. It. Uh, thank you very much for that vasco uh which villain would you pick to join orcus um i don't know man uh there's a lot of like villains out there i i feel like rounding it out you know get them get a more like uh, like an, an unexpected character you know mm-hmm. something like baron zemo or something like somebody where you're like oh zemo has the money to help them out with that that'd be kind of fun yay good job thank you good very much job. my brain was like the jackal and i'm like no and joshua lake uh those super apes are the same ones introduced in x-men number one by hickman and you they are orcus scientists yeah i thought so okay so they're not the red ghosts no i know but i like to tease it i do I know. I'm, I'm playing it up it's for a bit it's for but appreciate the super chat yes anyway. uh the <laughs> avengers number one from jed mckay and carlos via came out uh, this is Jed McKay's uh, pitch for the Avengers. Yeah, here we go. Here it is. Uh, obviously, after like, I think 10 years or something like that, some goddamn amount of time, really? John, uh, uh, Jason Aaron is off this. F- no, not 10 years, but it's been a long time that, uh, that, that Aaron has it's been a minute. It's been too long that, that Jason Aaron was writing the Avengers. And now we've got somebody else on the Avengers. Wow. Um, and, uh, you know, Captain Marvel's been tapped. Uh, I, I think that if. Tony Stark can pick Carol to be the leader of the Avengers. Then technically Iron Man is really the leader of the Avengers, but like I digress. Uh, Carol's the leader of the Avengers. She gets to pick her own team. She picks she, Iron he Man. He doesn't pick her. He does. He's no, like, it's by unanimous decision. Everyone voted. Yeah, but we don't see that. I think he he's just like, it. everyone says that you're the leader. You're I the leader. think, I think he's doing it, especially in the wake of um, Krakoa's like picking of the X team. I think he's like, we should do that too. Yeah. I know. I, I wholeheartedly think that there was an actual vote. Well, good. All right. Well, so she's in charge and uh, she picks the team that you see on the cover. Mm-hmm. And the book is broken up by a fight with Terminus uh, versus uh, the Avengers that is fully formed and Carol picking each member of the Avengers. It's a fun little thing. Everybody likes to see a roster put together. This one it stars no one i really love or want to see so i think this is a great team up it's a good team it's like a modernizing of a classic 
yeah like feeling Avengers. it is it is but i don't care about any of the characters so like seeing them all like each of them picked mm-hmm. i'm not like yay you know like her pick and vision i was like i see why you could do this and i appreciate that this is fun mm-hmm. I, but i don't feel anything you know <laughs> just like him yeah no. two of us are uh two sides of the same coin i just couldn't i just couldn't care less uh but yeah it's uh but you see the avengers and they're avenging and they're doing their thing and it's it feels very fresh it feels very um uh it, it feels like an earnest attempt to do something there, that the audience is looking for there was a moment that i was hoping for which because I, I really wasn't paying attention to who was going to be on the team on the team i really didn't think much about it i kind of like you know because it was digital like red i just kind of breezed past the cover i'll be honest with you uh-huh. um and i was like are we gonna maybe do more of a um new avengers sort of i like? was really hoping for that but i wasn't but when i saw the cover i'm like that yeah. ain't gonna happen well, I, I i still had my hope and yeah yeah like oh okay no 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 no, no, no. no. but that's okay no, but I did like uh, the, actually I like the opportunity because you know obviously Sam was picked to be Captain America for this, and yes. uh, so Steve is up for grabs. And I was like, well, let's see what Steve would like. I want to see Steve on another team now. Yeah, that'd be kind of fun. Yeah. I don't think we're gonna see that, but like that'd be kind of neat. Yeah, uh, yeah, Steve, Steve, and Pete. Exactly. Yeah. Two Pete, two two Steves and a Pete. I would be okay with that. <laughs> um the responsibility squad but uh i i, I like uh I, I think that jed did a nice job of balancing the characters he understands who they are he found their voices very strong uh wanda being on the team is actually really like necessary it's like set wanda up give her a place on this on this team let's go um i don't even know if they got rid of the of, of the dead celestial or not anymore i don't even know where they are like there's no setup of us of a headquarters or anything which is very much in contrast to the titans where they were like this is the tower we're going in there there no they didn't they didn't move out they kept right. the freaking stupid thing right, exactly. uh but uh but aaron it was aaron's mm-hmm. idea to throw away so we'll see if it got rid of but apparently in uncanny avengers they did it i don't know no, but he's no, uh, gonna be on uncanny avengers oh yeah let's see i see but uh yeah man so really oh that's just, right he's running the uncanny avengers i forgot really about that destroying my my desire for steve steve and pete guys yeah right it's fine okay it's... but uh yeah man I, I one fleeting moment yeah almost <laughs> but yeah i don't know you read this right i did what'd you think um well it's jed mckay so i can tell you having read two other jed mckay books actually three if you count strange leading up into doctor strange is a different book yes so read Do- death of doctor strange i read strange i'm reading doctor strange and i'm writing moon knight right yes. it has some similar beats mm-hmm. but everyone has a different voice yes. than in his other work right they don't all sound like doctor strange or bingo or like, and, I, and i honestly really appreciate that now that said if i know anything from his other works inevitably you're going to see some of those guys float over into here for a hot second <laughs> undoubtedly like even if it's just for a panel or two like hey mm-hmm. this thing or like hey can you watch the base for a second right. or whatever fine like, by me it'll probably happen right so, and i mean one night's got a pretty shaky history with um, the avengers, the avengers that's right true now. anyway so it actually could create some interesting conversation i agree um i did i appreciated each of their like callings on that was kind yeah, of fun like how they each got tapped yeah i appreciate that like for wanda's that she was like my most stable times with, with the avengers yes yes i'm in i need that <laughs> stability and i'm like that's fair yeah I, I this did not win me over i wasn't like wow yeah first there are so many avengers issues where i'm like yes and this was not one of them it was fine it felt very safe well okay so i i think conversely not mm-hmm. that it made me go like oh boy yeah what's next it did make me feel comfortable right which i haven't picked up an avengers book in a while since in a while i mean yeah. i think anything that had to do with judgment day i read mm-hmm. right 
but that's kind of it. Yeah. And so like I jumped back into this and I've I just felt very comfortable. I was yeah. like, oh, okay, cool. I feel like I can just get into this here. Okay. All right. That's fair. And I think that's what people are looking for. So mm. I think that there's a strength to this mm-hmm. that uh while it may not have been in like, you know, giving me something new, it gave people something familiar and comfortable. I hope that it goes someplace. Uh there is a t- connection to timeless at the end. Uh mm. because of course, you know, there's a classic Avengers character that Marvel put all their eggs into the basket of that uh, they didn't plan on the actor going completely off the goddamn rails on. So, oops. But, but the, uh, listen, it's not like he only exists because of no a, a movie character. No, right? but he is being exposed and being used across the board because of it. Well, it's almost like putting all your eggs in the basket when humans. Yeah, oops, don't do that either. But yeah, so um, I liked it enough. But I I I, uh, I I don't think I'd read more than another issue or two. I did enjoy it, but again, like I I know a little bit more of of McKay's flow, and yes. so like I'm willing to give it time. I, I know that he really cares about the characters he ends up writing for, mm-hmm. and and hopefully this is a team that he selected and not one that maybe was encouraged. No, that's fair. Um, yeah. so I think we'll be able to tell within the first few issues how much you know these are passionate projects for him like people who are like i really want to write for this character i really yeah. want to write for that character um but i have seen him you know i've obviously seen him write strange where like it was really her it was mm-hmm. really clear and wong kind of for the most part right like, she'd occasionally interact with people um but also with moon knight moon knight's kind of grown a bit of a his own little like core team yeah and he does a really good job of balancing them however moon knight really is the star of that show right so i'm, I'm interested to see how like, is carol the focus Who yeah knows? how he's gonna balance all of this out um but i did enjoy quite a bit of the like um banter between yes. the characters he you know mckay does have that he has a, a bit of sarcasm mm-hmm. to him which i do like that yeah writer um as long as the voices are different right and i so far it has been that so i kind of enjoyed it fair uh let's recommend some comics that come out this week that we think you should check out uh I think uh, I'm going to oh, wait. hang on really quick. And the art was great. The art was good. Yeah, no, I, I thought it was. No, I didn't think it was great. I, I thought it was again. It felt like it didn't break any doors down. It didn't blow any doors off. Okay. I was just kind of like, oh, OK, like it's it was all very safe. Okay. I, I did not feel very impressed. Fair. I was like the Avengers, Spider-Man, like whatever the other focus of this of this universe there. Those shows have like top tier artists. I think the art is good. Yeah, but it didn't like surprise me you know it was just kind of like yep that makes sense it wasn't even like a pepe la raz or i'm like you, you know steal him for a few minutes like just to do this one issue excuse like, me he lives over but i know it doesn't it, it doesn't look as good as any issue of x-men <laughs> or any but if, other x-men but it book looks different and i think that's what is important but not different enough it's not like lineal you where it's like oh that's different no no i mean like it doesn't look like it belongs in the x-men that's true for cohen time frame so like i was like no this looks good yeah that's, that's fair that's fair uh obviously you know uh doom patrol we're gonna see how this goes i know there's only six issues of doom patrol so we're halfway through but uh i'm gonna check that out mm-hmm. um the nightwing number 104 is coming out that's the cover that freaking love that cover. is just the meme of- yeah yeah i love that cover <laughs> it's cute i think it's fun uh and green arrow number two um, these are all books that I would normally never read, but because of my exposure to them, uh, thanks to the Dawn of DC, I'm like, oh, I'm going to give it a try. We'll see how that goes. So uh, I'm going to see how that goes. You know? Okay. But, uh, you know, I'm intrigued enough with uh, with with Green Arrow. And uh, obviously I like Nightwing enough that I'm going to read it. Are you checking out Daredevil and Echo? Nope. Okay. Okay. Fair. Yep. Um. I, I don't care. I don't care about Echo. Mm-hmm. And I don't really care for taboo, but you know, 
It's, well, it's... All right. Either I'm missing something here or next week is a big old indie book. <laughs> <laughs> I think it is. And that's fine. Listen, there's nothing wrong with that. Or maybe it'll give me a chance to catch up, check, check, check out something else. Yeah. You know, try try something different. What, yes. Or or actually read um Superman because oops. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. That was what I was saying. Like I am the world's worst Superman reader because I was like, I saw there and I was like, oh right. Oh, no. For yeah. some reason I was like, that's coming out next week. Right. Or like by the next week, I mean this week. I was like, that's coming out then. That's right. I'll read it then. Yeah. And it's like actually no. Yeah. Oh, I forgot. That's right. They added another issue. Thank you, Sandman, to uh to Doom Patrol because of pre-orders. They gave him one more issue. That's excellent. And because of pre-orders, Green Arrow got 12. Oops. But you know what? No, that's great. Like, but we did warn you about that. Because of, of um, you know, lies. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, people, you know, people pre-ordered Green Arrow enough that they got, a, that they boosted it to 12. I know. I know. So, you know, at least there's 12 issues. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, so this coming week, I'm going to have to be picking up um, the Forge number three. That's Greg Rucka. Is that the last one? Uh, yeah, I guess so. Oh, no. Based on the fact that there's no preview here, don't at me. If there is, just this doesn't give me showing me another issue. Typically, it would if there was another one. Yeah. But this is a big, oversized book. So it's 64 pages. Yeah. You so know, you've they, got they, they, out of three issues, it's like, that's that's more like six right? issues, depending on how you want to break down a, a, a book. Yeah. Um, oh, my, what are you doing? Uh, Indigo Children number three is also coming out. Um, that's uh, Kurt Pyers and Rockwell White uh, writing this. I freaking love this book. It is not a horror book. Instead, it is like this like thriller book about <laughs> like mutant superhero type people I, I i don't know how to describe this i gotta come up with a better way to describe this <laughs> yeah i really like this one quite a but bit but i really like it um and i think i'm definitely gonna be checking out um <laughs> <laughs> storm number one written by Andesenti. wow um and art by uh sid cotian uh so i gotta i gotta i gotta see what this is all about right i have to see what this is all about um you know me i love storm yep. she's easily one of my absolute all-time favorite mutants um I like I love all the iterations of her, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, like the cover of this has her in her, you know, like be mohawked. Yeah, state. and they're all, all the other X Men on the cover are in the same outfit. It suggests that it's going to yeah. be a flashback. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but like I, 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 you know, I loved her in the animated series. I, I, I loved her in in this. You know, Holly Berry did fine <laughs> and she was there um i've been loving her in in krakoa just coming in even more I, she's always been her own she didn't need krakoa to have her come into her own no, it's just like but she but they they, they did not slow her down they took some ideas and went for it you yeah know, they, they really did something with her yeah exactly um so I, i'll probably be checking that out cool well thank you so much to our super chatters for spo- for sponsoring today's show and she helping us out amazing. we do really appreciate it thank you so much to the people who did go to the Kubert school event this past saturday uh, if you are watching the show thank you very much for supporting us and being there we really really appreciated seeing you and we thank you so much for coming to that event and uh, hopefully we'll see you at the next one uh, ladies and gentlemen who did not go to that hopefully we'll see all of you there uh, at the next one, whenever we set that up, probably in another year. But uh, if not, then hopefully in October, we will have a panel at New York Comic Con. But no offense or no, no plans or uh, promises there. But it looks like Tiff and I might be going to San Diego. So if you are going to be good San Diego Comic Con, you might meet me and Tiffany. So or, or definitely Sal. Definitely me, but maybe both of us. <laughs> I'm hopefully I, no, no, it's set up. It's, it's that's a lock. I mean, you haven't taken time off from work, but like. It's a lock. Like you are going. <laughs> okay. So, uh, but yeah, uh, San Diego Comic Con is the next con you're going to see anyone from Comic Pop, and that's going to be one quarter or two 
or 50 percent of the of the team yeah but uh, cool to meet some west coast i think so no one of our largest audiences is actually in california so and and supposedly you're all very chill as opposed to over here where we're like i've met them they are fast yeah yeah what is that like to be chill no oh yeah but i I mean like to also you know I, i feel like we talk really fast does that bother you all? I don't know. It bothers the Southerners when I deal with them. Oh, okay. That's right. And not like the audience, just the people I know from the South. Oh, okay. <laughs> but uh, thank you all so much for supporting us and for watching this show. Don't forget to like the video, subscribe to our channel, and we'll see you guys next time with an all new episode of, of course, watch Tiffany on twitch.tv slash comic pop to watch her play streams on Tuesdays and uh, Wednesdays. Yeah. We're working uh, through Star Wars, although honestly, there's a really small part of me that wants to play that Doom thing you showed me. Oh, yeah. I, I, I watched like, the first five, 10 minutes and I was like, I'm hooked. I kinda, <laughs> no, I just kind of want to play it. Yeah. I don't know. You 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 need to you need to know about it. It's creepy, scary. It is. It's really. But I don't cool. want it to be revealed. I just want to. No, no, no. Just he he doesn't give it all away. You just I think you he go, does. He does, he but tells like you how to do it. I don't want to. Know no, he doesn't do tell it. you how to do it. He tells you what's going on. But like you need to anyway. Thanks a lot for watching. We'll see you guys next time here at Compound <laughs> Returns. Stay tuned tomorrow for the latest episode of All Stars with myself and Joshua Williamson. Uh, it's a lot of fun. Josh talks about how uh, his career almost ended. So you you will want to check out that episode. It's really really fun and inspiring. A lot of uh, a lot of interesting uh, tidbits for you if you are an aspiring creator or just a professional of any kind. Uh, definitely watch that episode tomorrow. Otherwise, we'll see you guys next week here on uh, Off the Rack. I'm Sal. And I'm Tiffany. So long, everybody. Bye. Bye.